0: Hey, this is Pastor Matt McClure here from Takeover Church. And thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope it encourages you. We pray it blesses you. We pray it challenges you. And if you don't know, we have service every single Sunday at 10.30 a.m. And we would love for you and yours, your family and your friends to come on out, experience church, be a part of all that God is doing through Takeover Church. But hey, we hope this blesses you. Have a great rest of your day. Wow, what an incredible time of prayer and worship we have had so far this morning. Church, we are so grateful that you have chosen to be here this morning, to lean in right where you are to make church at home still a priority. And we are grateful, as Adrienne said earlier, that. We have the ability to come to you where you're at when so many other churches don't. We're so grateful for everything that you guys are doing to continue to support the ministry of Takeover Church and this family that we are creating here. And I just want to say thank you to Amy and Alex and to Adrian for bringing it this morning because we want to be a church that doesn't just honor in public, but we want to be a church that honors privately. So wherever you are, can you just lift it up for them right now and make some noise? Come on. That was awesome. We are so grateful. for an amazing team that is still coming together to make sure church can still be great right where you are well this morning we are continuing our series of messages called lies from below and this morning I'm gonna preach a message that I've entitled this morning so bust out your notes get them ready but we are coming in with a message called I can go back the lie for this week is I can go back and we're coming out of John 21, 2 through 13. Y'all ready? Turn with your Bibles there. We have no Sky Bible here at home. It's unfortunate, but um, we trust that you guys are able to follow along. So John 21, 2 through 13. Simon, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, well, we'll go with you. They went out and they got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to them, Children, do you have any fish? And they answered, No. He said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it. And now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple, that disciple whom Jesus loved, therefore, said to Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and he threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came into the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for there were not for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. And when they, had gotten out of the land, when they had gotten out and on the land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you have just caught. And so Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore and full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and he gave it to them. And so with the fish. Awesome. Well, we're going to pray. We're going to see what God will do with that. Father, we just thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for everything that you're doing. We thank you that we have a church that is still able to gather, a church that prioritizes being together, be united in one spirit with one heart at one time to come around the name of Jesus, the presence of Jesus, the word of God. We just thank you for everything that you're doing. So Holy Spirit, right now, wherever we are, We just invite you in this space right now. We invite you to our homes. We invite you to our living rooms, into our bedrooms, into our dining rooms, wherever we are gathering right now with our friends and with our family, those that we are bunkered down with right now. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come, that you would dwell among your people, that you would change us, that you would leave us this morning right here in our homes different than how we woke up this morning. We want to leave this conversation, we want to leave this service looking more like your son Jesus. So Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus, my name of faith church said, amen. Well, awesome. This morning, again, the title of my message is I Can Go Back. And the reason it's called I Can Go Back is because if we're being honest this morning, which I hope that we all are, is that I Can Go Back, I feel like, is not just one of the easiest lies to, to go back on, one of the easiest lies to lean into, one of the easiest and attractive lies that we can get caught up in but quite frankly I can go back it's just kind of a you know, second nature it's it's kind of the human condition that for us as humans we are prone to backslide we are prone to go back and as much as we want change and lifelong lasting change in our life for the human being so often going back is always easier than going forward and maybe perhaps that's because it's you know, it's a trail we've all traveled. It's a place that we have gone before and we're, we know it and we're comfortable there. And, and so, for us in this time right now, where we're all quarantined, so to speak, we're all stuck inside, we're all called and, and, and we've been told by the government to stay at home and to, and to not be going out for anything that's not unessential business and, or non essential business. And for us as a church, i can understand as as human beings and as as uh, jesus followers this morning that you know being being home is hard being stuck and being told where we can't go is is hard and so for us we're, we're we're prone already to believe this lie to believe this understanding that we can just dip back into things that god has already called us out of that it's just easier for us to go back especially in times of isolation you know and for the disciples that we'll pick up on here in just a moment it wasn't just this conscious decision for them to go back to fishing that we were just going to go back there's these this there's this idea and there's this notion that as humans we're actually just easier it's just easier for us to buy into the lie and to drip back into old patterns and old behaviors and former and former ways of living and thinking when we're in the absence of all that we know you know for the disciples they were in the perceived absence of God the perceived absence of Jesus the perceived absence of community the perceived absence of church and now here you and I are confined to our homes to happen to gather on a, on a computer screen The only way we're gonna have any sort of community in this season is either on Zoom or on FaceTime or on Skype. And it's this new way of, of living that we now find ourselves in. And so there's this perceived absence. And I think for a lot of us, if we're being honest, given the world and the pandemic and the way things are right now that we find ourselves in, it's almost easy for us to believe the lie like the disciples did in this piece of scripture that there's this perceived absence of God. That right now, given the condition of the world, the condition of how things are, Maybe some of us, we have loved ones who are currently sick. Maybe for some of us, we've been overcome with fear and anxiety in the season. Maybe for some of us, we're kind of on some shaky ground in our faith right now. And I just want to take this moment to encourage you. And I want to speak truth to your soul, truth to your spirit, truth to where you are at right now. And that is not that God is not absent. He is still active. That God is not far off. He is still ever present. That God is not far from you. No, no, no. On the contrary, God is. as close to you as he has ever been. And so this morning, as we go into this piece of scripture, as we go into this message, we have to be on the same understanding right now that God is not a far-off God, that he may seem absent, but he is still available, that for you, you may feel like God is asleep, but no, he is still close to you, that you may feel like God has kept you on hold, but he is still holding you right here and right now. Your God is still active, he is still alive, and he is still ever-present in this situation as he is ever been. Is that an amen, church? Come on, right where you are. Can we just make some noise for God's faithfulness to you, God's faithfulness to his house, God's faithfulness to this generation. And how that relates to the disciples in this moment, in this piece of scripture, is that this is actually not the first time they've encountered Jesus post resurrection. This is not the first time. This is not even the second time. This is actually the third time that Simon Peter and these guys, and, and by the way, when the scripture says the one whom Jesus loves tells Peter that it was Jesus, that's John. That's just what he does. He's always referring to himself as the one that Jesus loved. He's got a high opinion of himself. And so in this moment, this is actually not the first time, not the second time. This is the third time these disciples have come across Jesus. They've interacted with Jesus and they've not known and understood that it was Jesus, which is just kind of, again, points to the human condition because I think about it. How many of us all of the time when we we are living our best life, we're just out here, everything is pre- everything is prime it's top notch it's going good we feel like we're winning at work and we're winning at home and we're winning with our wife and we're winning with our husband and we're winning our single season and we're just winning all over the place right and for all of us so many of the times we are just winning and we take all of the credit for our winnings while end up giving god all of the credit for our losings Oh, I'm in somebody's home today, literally and figuratively. I am parking right on your front lawn. I am camping out and I'm telling you as human beings, as Christians, as Jesus followers, we are so prone to giving God all of the credit for our losses while taking all of the glory for our winnings. And that's a problem because here's the simple truth about our God is that whether we are winning at life or we find ourselves in a season where we feel like all we are doing is just catching L's, we are taking losses that right now we just feel like we are valley low whether you are valley low or you are mountain high the truth about our God is there is no perceived absence of him ever being far off that he is ever close to you in every single season in every single moment every single valley low or winning mountaintop high because the truth about our God is this is that the whole reason you are winning in your life is because your God is with you, that he is faithful, that he is making a way where there is no way, where you have unmerited favor from our God, that he is shining all over you. And don't get it twisted, though. That when you feel like you are valley low, when you feel like you're going through some sickness, when you feel like you could use some provision, when you feel like you got bills and you got debt and you got things going on that you don't know where it's going to come from, here are the simple truth about our God. Even when we are receiving the consequences of our own silly and dumb decisions and choices in life, things that should have took us out didn't take us out because God is with us. Things that we owed that we could not pay that somehow just came through when we were feeling like it was insurmountable, it was because God was still with you. Sickness that should have took out your family, should have took out your children, things that should have overcome you. The reason it didn't is because your God has been with you the entire way. So no matter how you are feeling in this season of confinement, know that Christ has been with you. He is below you, he is above you, he is to your left and he is to your right? Christ has never left you and he was all around you in this season. Wherever you're at, just make some noise for Jesus. Come on. I'll look silly in my living room alone. Don't leave me hanging. Make some noise for Jesus because he is good and he has never left you. And so here's this random and unique part that we find ourselves in with the disciples because here they are in a situation, a scenario, very much like ourselves. There's this perceived absence of community. There's this perceived absence of of church and of community and and all of these things. And often when we are confined like this, and especially for the disciples, when they have this absence of Jesus, all of a sudden it kind of seems like, well, where's, where's my purpose? What's what am I supposed to do right now? I'm not sure what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with my life at this moment in time and and here's this unique part of the of the disciples' walk and their call where that's exactly it. They are still commissioned. And yet they are complacent to go back to fishing. They are still called, yet they are completely comfortable going back to their former ways, their former life that Jesus actually called them out of. He said, drop your nets and follow me. Instead of being fishermen, I will make you fishers of men. And here we are, post Jesus' resurrection, post him going to the cross, post all of this, and the disciples, in the midst of perceived absence, again, of church, of God, of community, of all of these things, They're still called, and they're still commissioned, and yet they are completely comfortable with going back to the ways that God has called them out of, and that's because in the perceived absence of all of these things, we feel like we no longer have purpose. We no longer have a calling, we are no longer commissioned. We just feel like we're here, we're in our living rooms, and it's at that moment that the devil would love to trip you up and convince you of the single lie that you can go back what God has already called you out of. It's easy in this moment. It's easy in this moment. Like a like a bird circling dead prey to come around. You the devil just sees us as isolated. He sees us alone. He sees us when we're not in community to have people stir us up to speak truth into our lives. He sees us as easy picking. When you're home and you're not used to being around your kids and around your wife and all of these things this much, or around your husband, all of a sudden, we know that tempers are high, that, that things are tense, that, that it's undesirable things, and we're not used to being uh, this much confined to one space we're used to having release we're used to having resolve we're used to being able to get out and express ourselves in different ways and here we are we are ripe for the picking according to the devil and if he can get inside your head with a lie that it's okay right now to dip back into some things come on it's we're alone if you're single you live alone or maybe you got roommates who are also single and it's like you know what I'm not a boy's crew I'm not a girl's crew no one's gonna know if I if I just watch a little porn no one's going to know if i if i send this pic if i slide in this person's dms if i'm snapchatting this or if from doing that or maybe you're married and and maybe for you you're not used to being home this much with your spouse and so you're rubbing each other the wrong way and you're not allowed to go to the office right now and as so they're checking in with your workmates and you know there's karen karen who's always great Karen who's always there for you at work, who's always there to who's always there to cool you down or big you up or give you compliments and stroke your ego a little bit. There's Karen, right? And so while you're just harmlessly checking up on workmates and seeing how everybody else's lives are doing, suddenly there's an opportunity for the devil to come in there with the lie of oh, it's just it's just a little it's just a little passive aggressiveness towards my my spouse and and here I can I can let some steam out with these guys at the safe place and, and Karen she just really likes me and and she's gonna she's gonna tell me how great I am because right now my wife and I we're not really getting along and and suddenly that isolation just gives way for the enemy to have his way with you, and suddenly you're sending texts that you haven't sent since you were married, you're having conversations with other women that you haven't had since you were married, and you were found in a place where you are dipping back, you are going backwards into some old patterns and mindsets that you never would have done if you were not in this area and of the season of perceived absence of something. Whether it's church folk that keep you accountable, whether it's the routine or maybe you really are right now feeling like God is just absent and far off and he has withdrawn from you right now. The enemy has got you in a place where he can convince you that it's okay and it's easy and no one will know if you just dip back a little bit. And friends, I want to encourage you right now. I want to encourage you right now. If you are in that place, you are—you have not gone so far back into your old habits and into your old mindsets and into your old ways that God will not meet with you in this space and in this place and in this current position you find yourself in. If all you got to do is go to him, he is right there, he is ready because here's the, here's the big truth of this part of scripture. Because maybe for you, Maybe you're looking at this piece of scripture, and you're reading this, going, "Matt, come on, Pastor, you gotta be better than that, man." I'm reading the scripture, and and heck, they're just going fishing. They're just going fishing. This isn't, this isn't murder. This isn't adultery. This isn't pornography. This isn't masturbation. This isn't lying. This isn't even lying. They're fishing, Matt. Come on, man. You're gonna compare adultery and pornography to To fishing? The simple truth of the matter is this, if we are Jesus followers, whatever Jesus has called you out of, it is sin to go back to. If Jesus has called you out of it, it's sin to go back to it. If God has led you away from it, then it is not God's best that you go back to it. Come on, church, right where you are. This is what God is saying to this church right now to save you from temptation, to save you from the lies from below. The truth from above right now is that if God has called you out of it, then it's sure sin to go back to it whether that's fishing or adultery or murder or lying it's funny though how we as christians we like to we like to number and put a, a nomenclature in place of sin what's worse oh one murder Two. this we like to begin to rank system right now of what we perceive as worse of sin when god just calls sin sin across the board so if Jesus has led you away from murder, then yeah, obviously it's not God's best. If, if, God, if Jesus has led you away from adultery, then obviously it's not God's best for your life. And if Jesus has led you out of being a fisherman, then obviously it's not God's best for your life. So no matter how you're feeling right now, if you're sitting there looking at this thing going, they're just fishing, friends, if God has rescued you out of it, then it's always sin to go back to it. It's not God's best. So here we are in the middle of this pandemic. And so how do we find purpose and pandemic because I believe that purpose understanding that you still have purpose right now is what will help you filter truth from lies friends I want to encourage you right now that no matter where you are or what you're able to do or not able to do the mission field may have changed but the mission remains the same and that is to be a light in the world to be love in the darkness to go and be Jesus to those that are around you no matter what sphere or way that has taken flight in your life before or what shape that's had in your life before right now the mission field may have changed but the mission remains the same so if it was at work now it's at home if it was with your boss now it's with your kids if it was with your neighbor now it's with your roommates come on somebody it is easy to do this when we're not confined but right now we have to still remain consistent we have to remain the same our god is unchanging if our god is unchanging then the mission is unchanging and right now the people around you still need to see jesus still need to be loved by jesus and they need to be loved by you the mission field may have changed but the mission remains the same and so- And what I love about the scripture is that it even takes note that God just puts this thing in there. I think there is purpose in the details for us as a church. He actually put this in here that the nets were so overflowing that they did not break. That in the natural, what should have broke, when it was paired up with what God says, what God is trying to do, when He is trying to remind you of who He is, what should have broke in the natural, God will upheld and uphold in the supernatural, all so that you understand He is still with you in it. He is going to see you through it. Come on, church. If you're there, this morning makes a noise for how good our God is. What should have broke in the natural, God is still holding together in the supernatural, all to remind us of how big and of how glorious and how majestic He is as a God. Come on, church, that is who He is. And then something absolutely amazing happens here in the next part. Uh, the next part of this is that when they realize this is Jesus, it says that Peter, who was stripped down for fisherman work, he actually puts his clothes back on and then flings himself into the sea, all so that he can get closer. To to Jesus. Also, he can get closer to Jesus quicker than everybody else. And there's something incredibly prophetic in there for us, is that if you found yourself in the middle of being backslidden, of going backwards, of dipping back into old thought patterns and behaviors, we'll take note from Peter, you can always come home. You can always resume that posture of being a son and being a daughter of the Most High God. You can always put your clothes back on of being a fisher of men and no longer a fisherman because you see, in this moment, Jesus is stripped naked. Or not Jesus, sorry. Peter is stripped naked. We're keeping that in there though. Jesus, Peter is stripped naked for the job that he is doing, for the role that he has right now, for the place he has in life. He is stripped naked because it doesn't profit a fisherman to be clothed up when he has to be getting in and out of the boat, grabbing the that's doing all these other things. Peter's posture at this moment, Peter's identity at this moment, Peter's old nature is on at this moment. He is stripped naked to be a fisherman. But how many of you know being a fisher of men? Well, it's not the best way to do it. Being naked, you ain't gonna lead anybody to Christ. Being naked, certainly not this guy. Not today. Everyone at home's going, Amen. Uh, <laughs> Peter, instead, of in this moment, recognizing the need to to come home, to go back to Jesus. To begin to be who he is called to be again. He begins to put on his clothes. He puts back on his new nature. He resumes having a posture of that of a Jesus follower. He puts back on his garments of being a son, of being a pastor, of being commissioned and called. He puts back on his clothes in an effort to get closer to Jesus quicker, fully clothed back up, suited back up to be a fisher of men. He flings himself into the sea, our Bible says, simply to get closer to Jesus quicker. That's amazing. You can always come home. You can always return. Maybe right now that's how you're feeling. Maybe right now you feel like you've gone too far. You are not too far gone to where you cannot put back on the garments of being a son and being a daughter of the Most High God and return to His calling that He has over your life. Be like Peter. And maybe you will risk some embarrassment. Maybe it will look a little silly to everybody else around you. But right where you are right now, you can put back on the identity of a son, of a daughter, of a prophet, of a priest, of a pastor, of a evangelist, whatever you are, whatever God has called you to be. Maybe right now in the middle of COVID-19, you are a nurse for Christ, but you've been doing some things. You can put that identity back on and you can be all that God says you can be. No matter how far back you think you've gone, you haven't gone far enough that God cannot restore you to who he's called you to be come on church that's a truth that you need right now but it don't stop there the goodness of God it don't stop there come on how many of you know the goodness of God it just keeps on going because what happens next is this the rest of the guys get to shore and they get the boat in and and here's Jesus here's Jesus and he has prepared a fire he's saying to the boys you're out there you've been doing some silly things You've been wasting time doing this. You've been dipping back into this. You're cold. You're wet. You're sour. You're not doing great. Your head is low from spending the whole entire night out here just wasting time, wasting energy, wasting money, all of these things. But come. Come to me. You're weary and you need rest and you're soaking wet and you're cold and I have prepared a place for you It's warm. There's a fire, there's peace here, there's provision here, whatever you are in need of right now, whatever you've been trying to fulfill out there, come and find it around this fire, around this place that I, your God, have prepared for you. I made a place for you on the cross and I'll make a place for you right now. It is next to me and it is with me. But here's how amazing our God is. As the boys are getting ready to come to the fire, Jesus says, hey, all those silly things you were doing, All that stuff out there you were doing, what the devil meant for harm, I will make work out for your good. What the devil meant to distract you, I will use to draw near to me. What the devil used to draw you away from me, I will use it to draw close to me. So grab those fish that you just caught and let's put it around this fire. Let's make much of your mess. Let's turn your mess into a message. Bring those fish right now. Bring everything that you were just doing out there. Let's lay it on the fire and let's have breakfast together. It says that Jesus... Use their fish, their best efforts, what they were doing out there, away from him. And he used it as provision, and he used it to provide, and he used it to bring them together. No, 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 you don't have to do this life far off without me. I've never been absent. I've never been far off. I am still with you. You may not have been meeting as a church physically. You may not be around your community that you're used to, but you can still have the presence and the power of the God like you are used to, and even more so right now. Bring your best efforts. Bring what you've been doing. Bring your silly things. And I'm going to use it right now. And I'm going to make much of your mess. I'm going to turn your mess into a message. I'm going to take what you've been doing out there. Bring those fish. Bring that life that you return to. Bring your brokenness. And man, let's gather around this fire And you let me be God And you be you And I'm going to take care of you And you're going to realize right now You don't have to go back Because you can always come to Jesus When Jesus chooses to interrupt your story It's always to get you back on track But the track is not hard to find, church Because He is the track He is the mission He is the reason He is the calling You can always get back with Jesus Because the good news Is that Jesus is always wanting to get back with you Amen, church Right where you are Let's all just bow our heads. Let's close your eyes. Maybe you sent this link to some friends. Maybe you're tuning in on Facebook Live right now. Maybe you're having this watch party. And maybe your friend just suggested that you join in. There is good news for you right now. Whatever your life has looked like. I know it may be silly right now I feel like you need to close your, your eyes and bow your head right where you are. Whatever your life has looked like right now, I promise you. Be a little silly in your house. Close your eyes. Bow your head. Let's just, let's just assume this posture right now of getting together with God. This is not between you and a computer screen anymore. This is between the you and the God that is in your living room with you right now. If you feel like there is a tug on your heart where you are, that you just need to come home, that you've been going back to some old ways, but right now you want to come home. This is the good news because your God, he is with you, he is around you, and he is with you in this moment in your home. So right now, wherever you are, every eye is closed, every head is bowed. We are making room for you and the Lord right now. There are no distractions. He has your complete undivided attention in this moment. If you would be bold enough right now to say, yep, that's me. The whole time you were preaching, I was remembering, I was doing this. I've been hiding this. I've been a little dodgy here. I've been a little shifty here. I've been going back to some old habits and some old ways. And right now I want to pick back up. I want to get back on track with Jesus, I want to pursue him like he's pursuing me, and I want to live on purpose right now with a purpose. Even in the midst of being confined to my home, that's me. Well, I want to have a moment to pray with you, and I want to invite you to repeat those words after me. And likewise, if maybe you're tuning into this thing and you're not used to church and you were like, heck, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, I can just watch it at home. I don't have to go anywhere. I can check this thing out for a distance, from a distance. Well, this is your moment too. Maybe, I don't know where you're at with God, but maybe you haven't been where you would like to be with God. Or maybe right now you're finding out that Jesus is more than just this West Michigan idol. He's actually this God who loves you. that wants to be a part of your life. And he's got more for you than you've ever experienced. Even in the midst of quarantine, even in the midst of a world pandemic, he still has more for you than you ever knew. Right now, this is your moment as well. And so I want to invite you right where you are just to repeat these words after me. This isn't some religious act. This is you picking up a relationship that he has already started with you. And I just hope to give you the words, to give you the footpath in front of you, to walk this out, to say these things, to begin that relationship. So just repeat these words after me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for wanting me. Thank you for pursuing me. Thank you for moving heaven and earth to make a way for me. Whatever it is that you see in my life that was worth everything that you did on the cross and everything you continue to do, that you pursued me to this very moment at my computer screen, then I give you my life. Make much of it. Redeem my past. Ensure my future. future, And make much of my present right here, right now. I trust you with my wellness. I trust you with my mind. I trust you with everything that you are asking of me right now. I give you my entire life. All of my doubts. All of my worries. All of my hopes. All of my dreams. I lay it down at your feet right now. And if you want all of it, you can have it. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to see what you do with my life, God. I love you. And thank you for loving me. In Jesus' mighty name, as a faithful church, we just said, amen. Come on, church. Yeah, come on. Right where you are. That is amazing. I don't know about you, but we're not called to be dignified people. So you best be losing your mind at home right now because someone's life has just been changed. Not for this life, but for eternity. Come on, church. Lose your bloody mind right now. Well, hey thank you so much for joining us this morning i don't know about you but i just felt god move and shift some things in my living room and i pray that he did in yours as well and so for you if you just made that decision to follow jesus for the first time or the first time in a long time or whatever your relationship has looked like with him before existent or non head on over to takeovergr.com there's a contact part gonna ask you for your name for your number for an email and then you can send it and we just want to be able to get in touch with you we want to make sure that you're not doing quarantine alone that you're not doing life alone we want to make sure that we're getting in touch with you that we're facetiming you that we're figuring out a way to be involved in your life because we want to see your best life start right now and your best life is firmly in the palm of god's hands so we thank you so much for joining in. We love you, church. Have a great, blessed rest of your week. Share this. Send this to some friends that could use some encouragement and make sure you're engaging in the comment section below. We are still in this together. We love you, church. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Have a great start to your week. You're amazing. The best is still yet to come. We love you, church. Come on.